All right. Oops. Why did I do that? I did something stupid. All right. Whatever. All right. Excellent. This is the perfect way to start a pod. <laughs> I started my recording not at the beginning. Oops. I oh, don't know. Excellent. My timeline's all messed up now. Who cares? Whatever. whatever. It's Corona. It's the darkest timeline. We already know it's the darkest timeline. The darkest. Ti- that's what it is. That's Why haven't we talked? We don't talk about darkest timeline enough. Yeah. We're freaking in the darkest timeline right now. This is the darkest timeline. This, this is the freakiest darkest timeline. But okay. it's still SBR, <laughs> the people's pod, giving you unfiltered, unqualified content. Oh, my God. There is no content, but we're going to try to give it to you every single Are you week. going? Is this it? Are we starting? This is, I don't know. You actually I don't started? know. Should, should I start it again? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. Everything is so weird. It's the darkest timeline. That's the intro. <laughs> Was that the actual beginning? Okay. All right. I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's fine. This is going to get people's attention, okay? They're just like, whoa, what's going on? Maybe they skip through the intro sometimes. Who knows? Oh, my God. It's the darkest timeline. Where, where should I put the music? That was like a cold open. <laughs> I feel like that was more like a cold open, and now the music will come in somewhere here. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the music. We don't need music. Remember when we had Trick Daddy? Music is for happy times. Now, now it's the darkest time. Uh, anyway, I'm Clippy's Joe. Welcome back, everyone. What's up? We're here. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Sorry for the hiatus last week. Sorry. It was Easter. Uh, you know, we got. Sorry, hiatus due to lack of content. <laughs> Due to lack of events in the world. This is like a amalgam of all the events that have happened in like the past two weeks, three weeks, or whatever. Everything, we just everything compiled we everything we could. Everything we could think of. There'll be an ad somewhere in the middle. We're not splitting segments because we don't have two segments. We, we don't have two segments. <laughs> There's just not enough. It's not enough. There's not enough. There's not enough content, guys. And if you've ever been on ESPN in the last month, they're reaching, guys. <laughs> it's getting thin. They are reaching. <laughs> it is getting thin. There's a lot of throw. Like, you'd think, though, in the history of, of sports, like, if you have at your disposal the entire catalog of the history of all sports, you'd have a lot of stuff to do. But it turns out there's not that much stuff to do. <laughs> there's not that much stuff to talk about. It's just not that entertaining right now. <laughs> That's how you do a 24-hour news cycle, though, is you have all the current events that are happening, and then you analyze historics with the current events and just say crazy things like, is James That's Harden true. the best offensive player you've ever seen? But That's now true. you throw that out there, it's been done. You've already done it. <laughs> you've done everything. So there's nothing more. There's nothing. They're, they're just oh, waiting gosh. for the next – big performance to say oh is he better than jordan is he better than kobe right you know it's it's hard to be sensationalized when there's nothing current (laughs) that you can be that you can do that with no oh it doesn't exist but we're gonna bring you content guys we're gonna bring you the content you know and love in a style we like to call cringy and bingy with whatever we can find whatever's going on <laughs> whatever we can find joe all right here we go first one mellow's been doing a lot of insta story lately and one mm. of the things that he said was he said if detroit actually drafted him with the number two pick he would have two to three championships 
What? <laughs> Joe, cringy or bingy? Melo tried to sell his legacy during the quarantine. Well, I, I have to say bingy because... <laughs> oh, that's the way this is going. Everything's going to be bingy because there's nothing else. We got to have some out there, Cliff. Now, if you were to ask me all day or cray cray, then I would definitely say cray cray. Mm. If Melo thinks he would have two or three championships had he played with the Pistons, um, what? <laughs> what? Why? Why, Melo? Like, this makes zero sense. Okay, first <laughs> of all, that Detroit team is known for being one of the teams that works without a superstar. And the reason- very good defensively. Yes. Well, I was going to get to that. But first of all, first of all, right, they're like the epitome of team. That's one of those teams that's the epitome yes. of team. Yes. And as much as people want to say like, oh, the Spurs, you know, have had a lot of those kind of teams. They've maybe had one or two of those kind of teams. But let's be honest. Tim Duncan is a superstar. Super He's like an star. all-timer, top 10 all-timer. Easy. And then you got Manu and TP. Like at their primes, they're also All-stars. Yeah, they're all-stars and, like, high-caliber all-stars, right? Like, they're very good players, and they probably could have had better numbers had they played with other teams, you know, because that Spurs system. So they had a great team, but these guys, the Pistons, I mean, they really only have Sheed, who was not a superstar, but who was, like, a, you know, high-quality all-star, even when he was with Portland, but he was kind of tailing off. And then you had Chauncey, Rip... You know, Ben Wallace, like uh, Tayshawn, these guys who just really are like super role players, honestly, right? Like Chauncey, you know, can kind of make the all-star cut, but he even just on a on a pure talent perspective and like a, you know, individual basketball player, like he doesn't rank as high as a lot of the other guys. He's just an awesome team player, great point guard, you know, leader, clutch, like that kind of stuff. But in terms of like physical ability and skills and all that stuff, he's not quite there, I think, with a lot of the other, you know, superstar caliber players. Had Melo been there, okay, even before I get to defense, obviously Melo's trash on defense, right? Offensively, who's what, what's going to happen? You're telling me Chauncey's still going to be able to get his shots? Rip Hamilton, who's just like a run and, you know, come off screens and shoot guy, like he's going to get his shots? That fool's going to average 10 points. Like this guy's never going to touch the ball. And then what? You taking off Tayshon, the best defender, the guy who basically stopped Kobe, Locked the only Kobe. real Kobe stopper, the only true Kobe stopper? Get that Ruben Patterson crap out of here. Tayshon Prince was the one who actually had some success on Kobe. Mello. Melo, we all saw what you did against Kobe. <laughs> you didn't do much. Okay, against Kobe. Kobe had his way, okay, in that series against the Nuggets. And so, come on. I mean, is it Benji? Of course it's Benji, but I also think it's Cray Cray. So, I don't know. Do whatever you want with that. What do you think? Chauncey backs up Melo. And that's no surprise, right? Because Chauncey played with Melo. So, it's right. one of his boys. But Ben Wallace was there. He also said, I honestly think if we drafted Melo, we would have never won a championship. So not only would you not have won two to three championships, you'd have been down the championship that you actually won. Minus one. That's how much Melo would have been worth. Okay? Minus one. Everything that you said is true, right? Like, Melo, as great as a, a player as he is, he is a hold-the-ball offensive player. He has the universe surround him, right? And as great as Rashid was, he's only a four-time All-Star. 
Ben yeah. Wallace, four-time All-Star. Rip Hamilton, three-time All-Star. Chauncey is the one with the most All-Stars and at seven, but really, who thinks of Chauncey as one of the all-time greats, you know? No, yeah. No, the thing is, if those guys didn't play together, then many of them would have zero All-Stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe Ben Wallace would have, like, one just because deep. But really, would his defense be recognized if he wasn't on that team? No. I mean, would he, would he even have stayed in the league as long as he did? No. Rip Hamilton wasn't known as some all-star caliber player, you know, with, when he was what, with the Wizards or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, he, he just, just was <laughs> what, – what did we see him as? Just like a, a Jordan wannabe kind yeah, of – Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember he would do, like, the similar poses like that one time. He's like Bane. He was nothing before the mask. the mask is the pistons and chauncey played with kg and he did nothing he did nothing and that's like the super kg yeah i i think chauncey if had that detroit team never played because remember they they won a championship and they went to -to back-to-back finals and they were like perennially you know conference you know finals like that kind of thing um if that pistons team never played if those guys all didn't play together then Sheed would have probably had four All-Stars. Chauncey maybe would have had like three All-Stars and the rest of the guys zero. Rip would have had none. Rip would have had none. Ben, ben Wallace, Wallace might probably be would have one had or out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he might have had both. Like one and then like out of the league, you know, three or four years earlier than he actually was. Yeah. This is – I think anybody trying to insert themselves with revisionist history or with delusion – is just cringe. It's like <laughs> it's like the lost directors, we know them, the writers, Carlton and Damon trying to pretend like Nikki and Paulo were there the whole time. No, it didn't happen, guys. Mello, no. No, no, That's no. That's Mello's no. thing though. Incepting people. Like he's he really tries hard. But he's bad get, at it. He's, he's so, so bad. He's so bad at it. He's so bad. He's, so, he's in the first level dream and he's like <laughs> They're like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know, but it's not a dream, though. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, but it's definitely, you're definitely awake. And nobody's trying like, to put thoughts into your head. Are you using reverse psychology? I definitely am not. No, and then he says, he's in, he's in the dream, and then he says, yeah, I definitely would have won a championship if I were on the Pistons. <laughs> That's what he does. He breaks into people's dreams. And the only thing he, like the thing he's trying to incept people with is just, I would have won a championship if I That's were on the Pistons. That's what he uses it for? <laughs> That's I'm his be- purpose. I'm better than uh, the other 440 players out there. I, I deserve <laughs> to have a roster spot. Uh, and yeah. then he immediately just leaves. They just wake up. <laughs> Doesn't even see if they believe it. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Aren't you Carmelo Anthony? I must be dreaming. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> All right, Joe. Devin Booker wins the NBA 2K tournament. This 2K tournament included KD, Trey Young, Boogie, Drummond, Harrison Barnes, Pat Bev. Joe, watching NBA players play NBA 2K, is that cringy or bingy? I definitely thought I would say cringy, but I watched a little bit of it, and I'm going to go ahead and say bingy. What? Oh, my God. The darkest timeline is here. It's over. This is how bad. It's over. This is how bad 
the world is right now. But you know what? Um, I mean, okay, nobody can sit through all of it. That's just not possible. But I really enjoyed watching uh, semifinals, DeAndre Ayton versus Pat Bev. Oh, man. It It was pretty fun to watch. I like seeing Pat Bev play video games because you can tell that this guy talks just like a lot. Yeah. You can t- I mean if it's real life basketball obviously he's going to be, you know, like talking ish, you know what I mean? He's like you can non-stop. totally tell. And it was pretty funny. Like even his lines in this video game, it's pretty funny, but when he so, you know, it's best out of 3, right? So they would play uh, you know, you know, two or three games. Oh man. And yeah, so it's long. I mean, because they just show the whole thing. Then you know, I gotta give them some credit though, because it was fairly entertaining. For you would expect it to be terrible, but it was fairly enter- like they tried to make it move along. They talked a lot, actually. You can tell that they, I guess, they play online a lot, or maybe they play with each other a lot, because you could tell that they're just like used to talking to each other, like talking trash while they're playing. But okay, so the second game where. DeAndre Ayton plays Pat Bev. I think Pat Bev used the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And Ayton used the Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Excellent. He used his own sorry team. Everybody's picking the good teams, you know, like Lakers, Clippers, uh, you know, Rockets, like whatever. Milwaukee, you know, teams, especially in a video game. When you play a video game, you know, you're going to pick a good team, right? He picks the Suns and he beats him. <laughs> And you can Pat Bev so pissed. He's so pissed. And it's funny. Uh, DeAndre Ayton makes like three threes in a row with uh, Javon Carter. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and DeAndre Ayton's like, get him, JC. He's like that, right? <laughs> and Pat Bev's like, who? Who? It's <laughs> like, who? Who, JC? Like, who is that? Who is that? He's like that. Jordan Clarkson? Oh, it's so good. And then and then uh Pat Bev rage quits at the end. He just straight up walks off. Nice. He just walks off after he loses. It's pretty it's it's not bad for what's going on right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a bingey. Okay, this is a reach, guys. This is cringe. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. You know, here's the thing. NBA players, they're they're good at basketball. They're not good at playing basketball on a video game. <laughs> I don't know how many blowouts there were, but I think I think Trey Young won his first matchup by 65. <laughs> like that's oh not gosh. fun to watch. Harrison Barnes oh I think was like while he was playing he's like leaning like uh like Kate did in Titanic when she was being painted. <laughs> like what? Why are we watching this? Why are we watching this? You know? I didn't even watch those early rounds so I didn't see it's that. It's bad. It, you know what like Here's the thing, right? That's already bad, right? It's already bad that a lot of these players suck at this. You know what's even worse? When they're concentrating. Because you know what happens when you're concentrating? You don't talk. It's <laughs> silent. You know how they figured that out on Twitch? They have commentators. You know what they didn't have on this? Commentators. It was just bad. It's just bad. It's worse than YouTube videos of people playing. It's worse than Twitch. Just do that instead if you're into it. Not great. I do have to say I do have to say this though. So the finals, so Devin Booker won, right? The finals was Devin Booker versus DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns, what does this say about your basketball team? <laughs> <laughs> that your two best players 
are really good at this video game. <laughs> like they and and I'll tell you, they're actually they're actually pretty good. Mm. Like they're doing a lot of stuff in the menu. Like you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like they're oh, setting yeah, up yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. offense. When you pause and you go Yeah. They're doing a lot of stuff. They're making sure defensive matchups, you know, subs, like offensive plays, like all this kind of stuff. And obviously they do know a thing or two about basketball. They're professional basketball players. But, you know, I got to say, I I think it would be a little better if they were doing a little more horse, a little bit more on the outdoor court, and a little less games. Just saying. Speaking of horse, the NBA and ESPN have put on a horse game. So people <laughs> – so players and ESPN staff, former players like Chauncey and Paul Pierce are using Pierce. their own home gyms. And are doing shot for shot against other opponents virtually. Joe is horse in quarantine in different places. Cringy or bingy? Cliff, you know what I gotta go. <laughs> I was I did not expect this, Joe. No, I gotta go I gotta go cringy. Whoa! The 2K tournament is fine, but this is worse? Even darkest timeline, <laughs> you, I, you even darkest timeline, Joe cannot handle this because okay, let me tell you everything that was bad about this. Okay, one, it's like through Zoom or something, yeah. and the quality is just crap, like it's garbage, and the audio's in and out. It's like, dude, if you're watching something on legit, you know, ESPN, you don't want this like audio in and out. You don't want feeds like cutting back and you don't want that pixely stuff like on your screen. You can't have stuff like that, man. Like you gotta just send one camera guy out there and get a live feed. You cannot do it like this. Just one guy. It's not that hard. One guy, the rest of the people in the truck, just just you gotta do that. Like you can't do it like this. Uh secondly it's freaking boring. <laughs> it was so boring. Like, I understand. Um I mean, I I don't I don't even know what they were going for, honestly. Like uh, uh it just it's boring. It's horse and they weren't even into it. It wasn't even competitive and they weren't talk like they were talking way less than the 2k tournament at least in the 2k tournament they're like kind of saying some stuff they get some dunks and stuff and they'll like talk a little bit of trash and there's some emotion involved because like Montrez Harrell was really sad when he lost to the point where Devin Booker was doing dunks with Montrez Harrell in the game <laughs> because he was using the Clippers and he wanted to make him feel better and he did a dunk with Montrez Harrell and he was like dang Trez that's what I'm talking about <laughs> complimenting the, his opponent his real life opponent with this, with this video game character yeah and um and pap have rage quit it so i mean that was that, that's good stuff you know what i mean like in the horse thing the only thing that gave me a little bit of enjoyment just a tiny bit of enjoyment paul pierce was that paul pierce got missed the layup destroyed. <laughs> he was so bad <laughs> he just got killed <laughs> and that was kind of entertaining he missed the left mostly cringy. left-handed layup Left-handed layup. <laughs> Come on, man. Paul Pierce was bad. He was bad. Okay. Uh, there's nothing like watching people slowly walk towards somewhere and shooting a basketball. <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> that's that's what I sign up for. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Oh, my gosh. Why is this happening? 
what what are we watching uh, here? What are we I, watching I, here? I don't understand. Oh God, I I I just can't. This I just cringe. Like, Joe, what can the NBA possibly do? What can ESPN possibly do that's better than this? I can't think of anything. I mean, I don't know. They they gotta do something though. I mean, I mean, do a dunk, do dunk horse. Hmm. Why don't you do dunk horse and just get the best dunkers? Like like, here's another thing I don't understand. Why did they get these people to do this? Yeah, is it because they're employed by ESPN, like some of them, and they need something to do? Is that why? I mean, contractually all, obligated. Yeah, all 450 NBA players aren't doing nothing right now, right? Like, why don't you get the best ones then? Why don't you get Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, you know, like, like just get all the, just, you know, Trey Young, get all the knockdown shooters, Devin Booker, you know, get like Kyrie, you know, whoever, get a bunch of guys. And like, this, it's not contact. Like, even if they're injured, like they can still do this, right? They can still yeah. do horse, get a superstar lineup, have them play against each other, you know, play a game of whatever sevens, you know, like play that, that would actually be fun. You know, there would be some pressure on the line. You know what I'm talking about? The game where like the points go up and Yeah. You guys know what I'm you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, like play that, right? Like do something, uh, you know, or like dunk horse, right? Just get the best dunkers. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, you know, whoever else. Get them all out there. Like everyone's available right now. Nobody's doing anything. Like all these NBA players, especially the superstars, they all got their own court, right? Like just have them do that on their own court. Like I don't know, man. I just think there's there's tons of stuff they could do that's better than – and then people could commentate on it. You know, and then get Chauncey and, and uh, P in there to just kind of comment on it and Charles Barkley and whoever else. Like that would be at least semi-entertaining. That would be fun to watch. Joe, let me ask you a question. How many times have you started a horse game and were like, oh, we need to finish this. This is so important. <laughs> Um, I was actually th- right when you said that I took it the opposite way because that's usually what I think. Like as soon as it starts, I'm like we need to finish this. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is so unimportant that we just need to finish it. Like who cares? Let's just end it. I- I'm just like, wow. Uh, the interest has really waned after we've gotten to <laughs> HO. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. It's it's so boring. It- it's-, it's so boring. When I play horse. It's still boring. So watching somebody play horse is just going to be that much less entertaining. Here's the other thing, right? How many times do we make fun of NBA players for missing shots? It's like, oh, gosh, this is so boring. Like, they're missing so many shots. You know what they're going to miss more? Shots for horse, where it's, like, from the <laughs> behind the backboard, uh, you know, like, off the wall. Like, no, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Dude, uh, Zach Levine didn't miss. <laughs> that guy prepped for this horse. Like he, him and Paul Pierce were were polar opposites. That guy knew exactly which shots he was gonna take and make. Like he had it ready. And Paul Pierce literally did not think about this at all. He was just like. I'm Paul Pierce. I'm going to come out here. He practiced one shot. He practiced like one bank shot. And that's like the only shot he practiced. This is the only time Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls will be on national TV. (laughs) (laughs) Only a quarantine could set this up. How many people who are watching that do you think were like, hey, who's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) 
Dang, that guy's pretty good. He's pretty good. Is he really good? Dude, he needs to get in the NBA. <laughs> no, no, no. He needs to get in the G League. <laughs> like, somebody needs to pick him up. I wonder if he can dunk. <laughs> All right. So that's what the NBA's doing right now. What's baseball doing? Baseball, Joe, they're planning to start a contained MLB season. So as they say, when it's all said and done, it seems like it's going to be Arizona or bust for MLB. It may get to a point where they say to themselves, this is what we're going to try to do, even if they can't ultimately pull it off. So last week, they first reported details of MLB's Arizona plan, which would call for all 30 teams to play the entire schedule at 10 spring training facilities and the Diamondbacks chase field while remaining in isolation. Players would be allowed to travel between the team hotel and the ballpark and would not be able to interact with people outside the isolation bubble. Joe, is it cringy or bingy baseball trying to start their MLB season? This is cringy. This is super cringy. What the heck are they talking about? What are you talking about? Are you serious right now? Are you being stupid? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, first of all, what is this? Is this prison now? (laughs) It's prison ball? They got to be quarantined from the hotel? MLB2K prison mode. (laughs) Prison prison mode where you just, you can't leave? Like, can you imagine? You know how in all the games nowadays, it's like you can go to the neighborhood or whatever. You can buy. There's all these these NPCs you can talk to. Yeah. You can do extra stuff. Like you can, you can, uh, you can buy merch and stuff like that. You you can get shoes. No, no, no. Not this one though. Not in prison mode. (laughs) All you can do is go to the hotel. You want to walk through the hotel? Maybe you can walk through the hotel. You can go to your room. You can stay in your room and you can uh, turn on the TV. This is now what you do in the downtime between games. You can turn on the TV and you can, uh, you know, go to sleep like that over to room service. Like, are you serious? You're going to tell these, these, baseball players that that's all they can do for the next however long and by the way that's not even like they're still all interacting with each other right they're gonna be on the field they're gonna be in the dugout where are they gonna stand they're all gonna stand six feet apart they're gonna stand in the stands there's no one in the stands they're gonna use the stands as the dugout that's so stupid and then you know i mean they're sweating they're athletes they're spreading their germs around everywhere and what are only the same two teams gonna play on the same field only every single time do they have that many fields there or are they going to be rotating fields? That doesn't even make sense, actually, because <laughs> then every team would have to just keep playing the same team over and over. That doesn't make sense, right? So obviously, they're going to be going to different fields. They're going to be using different dugouts, different locker rooms. Like, this just this is stupid. It can't work. That alone is hundreds of people interacting with each other. And then they're going to go to this hotel that's what? Like, blocked off? Uh, I mean, it just... <laughs> they're just gonna be in prison for months you're gonna just have them stuck in they can't see their families you're telling me you're not gonna let them see their families for like six months this is this is ridiculous this is so stupid so reports are coming out now that social distancing is actually working we're starting to see uh the speed and the velocity of the covid cases start to come down a little bit before it was like doubling, tripling, and the rates were going up really quickly. 
And now it started to come down a little bit down to earth. And then the MLB was like, you know what? Let's activate prison mode now. (laughs) (laughs) Now is a good time to enact prison mode. (laughs) We get all these other... I can do it. We're going to get all these MLB MLB players to come stay at a hotel, play 162 games of the season oh because God. it's really important to have all 162 games. We'll get all 30 teams down here in one state, in one local area to play in 10 arenas because that's the most important thing to accomplish right now. Not like the NBA, which is delaying the start of their season, and, and even the NFL, which is thinking about delaying the start of the season. MLB's like, you know what? You know what people really care about right now? Spring training. (laughs) So they must be taking out a page from Dana White, who, although he's finally learned his lesson, he held his ground for a really long time, but UFC 249 is finally canceled. Dana White was hell-bent on having the event, but inferred that Disney CEO Bob Chapek and ESPN president John Pataro asked him to stand down. Joe, cringy or bingy that it took this long for UFC to be actually canceled. He was talking about having it on a private island. Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to... I mean... He made the right choice. I'm not going to say cringy because... WWE is still going, which right? we'll like, get we'll get to. <laughs> I mean, they're still going, so at least they canceled it. Like uh, they canceled it before it happened. So I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I understand, you know, taking a long time and stuff like that. But you know, holding out as much as you can, I don't think I have a huge issue with that, as long as you make the right decision when it matters. You know what I mean? So it's true. I don't know. I'll I call it binging with it. It's fine. Uh, it's yeah, fine. Okay, yeah. But meanwhile, in Florida, <laughs> WWE has been deemed an essential business and they'll operate live shows again. Joe, why? <laughs> why would they do this? Why are they deemed an essential business? <laughs> What's crazy though is a day ago or 2 days ago, they had a corona case. <laughs> oh my gosh. They had a corona case confirmed. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Wait, another one? Because you said the Miz already had yeah. corona, right? No, well, he had flu-like symptoms. I don't think he oh, got tested. But it's I don't think he got now. tested. This it. is like okay, a confirmed so case. Uh, it wasn't talent. It was like a commentator. I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't oh. know who. But he, so he he's it? a part oh, okay, of the shows. I, I don't know who it was, but it was part of the shows. WWE still going strong. <laughs> But speaking of WWE, we'll we'll talk about two things about WWE. Uh, let's start. Let's start with WrestleMania. Well, might as well. We're, we're we're talking about WWE. So WrestleMania came and came and went. The biggest show of the year. They didn't cancel it, and they decided to run it through. There were a lot of matches that were like we've seen from the past, where it's no fans, just a regular wrestling match. But there were two. There were three matches. That took place differently. One, Undertaker versus AJ Styles happened in a graveyard. So, you know, they just fought Undertaker's right around there. Home turf. Second match was Edge versus Randy Orton, which happened basically uh, 
throughout the course of the performance center. So it was like in the gym, you know, so they're hitting each other with weights and stuff like that. That got old pretty fast. And then number three, which was John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, the fiend in a firefly funhouse match, which as one of the, uh, uh, reviewers describe the match is impossible to justice in writing rather than any sort of wrestling contest. <laughs> even in the context of night one's boneyard match, the graveyard match, it was a wide awake nightmare for Cena who Wyatt said what? would face himself. And the two journeyed through various points in wrestling history and eras of Cena's career. Oh, so it was a fun, Wait, what? <laughs> well, like, because I'm trying to understand. I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't get the whole context because I didn't see all of it. But so basically, wait. yeah. So basically, uh, the fiend took John Cena through some segments of wrestling history, through John Cena's history, and through their rivalry's history. And, but like, how? Uh. Because I, because how do I describe this? So, so what I saw, well, even the even the writer is saying that it's hard to describe, right? But from what I saw, it's like all I saw was the clips. I don't get what's happening. Yeah, he he basically sends, like, so he's supposed to be experiencing it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, Cena becomes something. I see. And he can't okay. help himself but be a part of what's happening. So, so it's like he's he he himself is, is being part of the yeah, the film. Through time or something. Yeah, he's part oh, of the film. Okay, I and he's like, it. wait, what's going on now? You know? Oh, I like see. he's a rapper so, again. He's like, Now I can so only like speak a, in rhymes. Okay. <laughs> Cause you're traveling me back through time. Well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just shudder by this fact. Oh man, this is the darkest time. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. Oh. How did we get here? What happened? Why didn't I just roll a three? <laughs> oh, catch the die. Actually, that's the key. Catch the die. Catch the die. There's enough chaos. That, that's in this the world brightest already. timeline. We need to we need to stop the chaos when we can. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so I understand now. So they they took my advice. They took your advice. They did something a little more cinematic, and it wasn't just the wrestling match with no yeah, fans. They took advantage of the fact that they're they can edit, and it's they sh- might as they well. They can pre-record. No crowd. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, but it was weird. <laughs> it seems like it was kind of weird, though. But I didn't really watch it. Do do you think was it entertaining? How was it? It's interesting for for someone like us who I think that wrestling history is interesting. There's like little Easter eggs and stuff that are in it. Mm. You know, like mm. Eric Bischoff from WCW, like Hulk Hogan's mm. segments, like you know what, brother, kind of kind of mm. stuff, right? It like kind of mm. goes back and weaves into that kind of stuff, which is cool. Uh, like yeah, that's that, that, cool. that stuff is cool. Like whatever WWE is cool. a little introspective and like makes fun of itself or like you know the, yeah like, like self-aware yeah, a little or, bit more self-aware yeah. like that's always fun to see and yeah and, and you know cena kind of playing his part in the role of it it's it's sure. cool it's unique 
and it's hard to describe, like this writer said. Uh, but I like them taking chances. That's not just you know what we saw for yeah, the last the same couple thing. of weeks, right? Oh my gosh, not the fall, not the fall, the please. Fall. Anything but the fall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I, they're playing up their strengths then. Yeah, which is you got to give them like credit nostalgia. For and you know, and and giving the fans kind of some kind of fan service, that type of stuff. And because when he goes back in time, the crowds are all there, right? So like, or when he's coming through history, he's kind of experiencing it with the fans and the crowds. And obviously, that's much better. That's a better kind of thing than just being totally silent and awkward and having to rely on your what your acting chops, like your acting ability, because all it's just you and the other guy. Yeah, I mean that's that's much better. So, I mean, I'll say Binji. Yeah, I'm gonna go Binji on this because they actually looked at the matches and were like, "We got to do something about this because right. this is not working," you know. <laughs> and so that's for good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's progress, and that's all They're you like, can ask. Hey, uh, Vince, Vince, um, this this Supreme logo it needs to go on something. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put oh. it like on a hat or something. Oh. <laughs> All right. Last one. Speaking of WWE, Ronda Rousey poo-poos on WWE. She wow. was on an interview and she said, what am I doing it for if I'm not able to spend my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of effing ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me? <laughs> wow. Anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you are mm. all tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers' huge soft egos, no one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. Yes, I understand. Wrestling 300 days a year for years on end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession. But do you know what would happen if you got in 300 real fights in a year? You'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, is Ronda, oh. Rowdy, Ronda Rousey's beef with WWE cringy or bingy? Bingy. Mm. Super duper mm. bingy. And can I just say... I had a feeling this would happen. Ronda Rousey does not seem like the type of person who's going to be content doing this kind of fake stuff mm. and getting into all this, you know, all of this when she made a name for herself by freaking destroying people in real fighting, mm -hmm. you know, like, but this is what I think they should do. This is what I think the WWE should do. Yeah. I think they should pay her. A boatload of money, right? Yeah. And what they should do is turn this beef yeah. into go back to the old days and make it seem like, wait, is it real? Like they <laughs> should make her get in a fight with somebody, right? And make it kind of viral and kind of sketch, you know, like it yeah. doesn't look like it's totally staged and be like, wait a minute, was that was that really real? Like and and make people question it a little bit mm. and then say, I'm going to get and then just have her say stuff like, yeah, I'm going to get in the ring, but it's not going to be choreographed and it's not going to be some stupid, you know, like dance. Like, I'm going to really knock her out, mm. you know, like I'm going to really like knock them out. And then just like and obviously it is fake, but do it in, in a way where people are really questioning it. Like they're, they're going back to those days when it's like, wait, was that real? Like, did that really happen or is that fake? You know? Because I think this is the kind of golden opportunity 
to bring that back, bring that element back at least uh, to WWE. So, but anyway, either way, Benji. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's super Benji. But here's the thing: some people are saying that it was planned. It is fake. It's uh, planned. That mm. that they're they're just teasing out her return to the ring. Mm. I actually think it's real because I think Ronda Rousey has thin skin. Right. And she's going to just – so I, if you didn't follow the story, basically Ronda Rousey, of course, everyone was excited for her to come to WWE. But as time mm. progressed, like she's not good on the mic, right? And right. she has thin skin. She doesn't know how to captivate the audience. So people started turning on her because they felt like they were being force-fed Ronda Rousey. And she right. started getting pissed, right? And then she, yeah. she became the heel, which is great, which is awesome. Right. Um, and she got the reactions that I thought she was asking for. But I feel like deep down inside, she doesn't like being booed, you know? Uh. She doesn't like being booed, and that just pissed her off. And mm. I think in the end, you know, like, I, I don't think she was able to handle that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. Is what she said true? Absolutely. It's fake fights for fun. <laughs> yeah. Or fake fights to earn a living, you know, like that, that kind of stuff, right? Um, right, right. And it's true. Like, real fighters, if you fought 300 days of the year, you'd be dead. Yes. <laughs> you'd have so much brain damage, it'd be crazy. Ronda Rousey, for as many times as she fought, her record is 12 and 2. 14 professional fights in UFC. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it, all that is true. But I'm here for it. I'm here for the binginess. I, I love this beef. I love drama like this. I'm like, yes, this is the kind of beef that's good. This is the kind I of really, beef that's good. Yeah, and I really think – I mean, you know, there were always – there's always this tension, right? That's when WWE is not – like, that's when it's good. When there's a genuine tension between, you know, management and the wrestlers and you feel like – of course, you know it's fake, but then you also feel like they really don't like each other. You know, like yeah. there's something else going on there. There's some kind of drama. Even basketball. Even basketball. When guys don't like each other, it's more entertaining. And so I just think this is really a golden opportunity. I hope Rhonda, though, I, I kind of honestly, I, I actually, I remember Rhonda, she did this interview. I don't know if this is getting too serious, but we're in the darkest timelines. So I'm just going to take it there. You know, like um, she did this interview. I think it was... It might have been Oprah or Ellen or something, but it was after she lost to Holly Holm. It was Ellen. And was it Ellen? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was like talking about how like if I'm not this, then what am I? Yeah. Like who am I? And she, she was, was so depressed. Yeah, and she yeah. was suicidal. And like so I mean I I kind of agree with what you're saying about her being thin-skinned or I don't know if thin-skinned is the right term. She does seem kind of thin-skinned actually, but she just seems like she she needs something you know, like she's looking for who she like. She's looking for some sense of identity, right? You know, and like some kind of foundation for herself that is. And look, Rhonda, CJ put Rhonda on this, but uh, you know, uh, like hopefully, you know, you don't need you don't need WWE for that. Obviously, no. You know, like you know, worth and value don't come from you know people chanting your name if anything you'd be an awesome heel you are an awesome heel <laughs> so just go with it it's all entertainment it's not real and even what those people say it's not real go heal all the way and you know pe what people love most is a redemption story so you go heal all the way you destroy everybody and then 
you know, she can have this nice turn moment, right? She should be the the head of a heel organization, new heel female wrestler, evil organization, new NWO, you know, nice. new kind of like something. Nice. And then at the end, she gets betrayed by her second, and then they go at it, and then she turns, you know, she comes back to the light side. I like that would it. Be I an awesome like it. story. Three year arc. Do it, Vince. Do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. As long as she's willing to do it, it it can work. And you know, like she, she just has nothing to prove. She's a, she's a Hall of Famer. She has right? nothing to prove. She has nothing to prove. She was great in WWE. I, I I mentioned I mentioned this to you, but I watched one of her matches. I was like, this is real athleticism. Like mm. this is real. Like it's shocking the difference between her and some of the other females that were wrestling. Like shocking. Mm. And so she could do it anytime. She can legit do it anytime she wanted. If she wanted to come back to W, wrestle one match, fine. Like, but otherwise, you have nothing to prove. They just need to have her one time legit just like knock someone out. Yeah. <laughs> like one one time just not unscripted match. And she just they just actually fight. And, you know, just make it safe. But um, after that, people will be like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. what's going do on? It, do it kind of like Michael B. Jordan in Creed, where he had to take the punch and just get knocked mm. out. Like, mm. like it won't be full, but you'll take the punch. It won't be full, but it's going to look. But you'll take the punch. Oh, man. All right. That was Cringy or Bingy. Some of the scraps of news that we could possibly find. <laughs> We'd be back with our two for the road after this. All right, we're back. Our two for the road. We're going to combine this segment today. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it, but I just wanted to give a shout out. We just wanted to give a shout out to Kobe, Tim Duncan, and KG. Some of the greatest of all time that we've seen uh, mm. in our lifetime. Joe, is there... Anything that stay, stands out from these three players that hasn't been said already? Hmm. What are your some of your fondest memories of these? Well, let, we've talked a lot about Kobe. What are some of your fondest memories of Tim Duncan and KG? Um, Tim Duncan, many battles with the Lakers through the years. Um, I don't know what sticks out to me. One of the crit, you know, it's. Tim Duncan was clutch. He was like, so super clutch. He was clutch. Yeah, I don't know if people realize like how clutch Tim Duncan was, and he would make like remember the '04 Fisher shot? Yeah, right before that. Right before that, he had that crazy floater. Like, Should have been an and one. Yeah, because Shaq totally fouled him, but it was like a freaking just like miracle. Yeah, fading floater. Like, well, what was it? That was like a 15 footer or something yeah, like that. It was far. And he just drained it. Yeah. And even, um, I mean, even in 03, like he was clutch when, uh, Ori, oh, man, what was that game four when Ori, when it rimmed out or oh, game five, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh man. That whole series though, like Tim Duncan, just so clutch, clutch, uh, clutch buckets, clutch blocks, like clutch defensive plays. Against the Heat, too, like when they lost, uh, Tim Duncan, man, he had some clutch buckets and some clutch defensive plays, and the Spurs should have won that series if not for one Bosch rebound and one Ray Allen ridiculous shot. And so, and him missing the little bunny 
in Game Seven. Oh yeah, that was which that is was shocking. That's and that's that how is clutch, shocking though. That's how that clutch shocking. I think Tim Duncan is. I was like, oh, that's how clutch easy. Is. That was his one Patrick Ewing moment. For <laughs> for all the talk about Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe as great as they were, as dominant as they were, Tim Duncan is the one that ended them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if I ended. I don't know. It's a little strong, but he he outlasted them. Yeah, I I mean they were broken after that. They both. I mean they both won championships after that. But yeah, the team. Yeah, I understand. No, that what you're team. Saying. That that he, he broke up that team. Yeah, yeah he, he broke, broke that, team. that team. He. And so he's he's he was there every time. You know, I mean he, his longevity, his fundamentals, and just I don't know. He was very mentally tough. You know, whereas you guys like Dirk, they kind of learned it and developed it. You know, guys like LeBron, he's that guy, kind of like D Wade, and that's why we put them in the perfect, yeah. <laughs> you know, that the perfect tier for the teammates. But he has that perfect level of kind of confidence where he knew when he needed to step up, he knew when he needed to take the shot, he knew when he needed to defer, and um, that's what just makes him an all timer, man. He's awesome. He was greatest power forward of all time. He was all NBA first team his first season, his rookie year. He was better than David Robinson in his rookie season. His, his rookie season. He, he just came in and he was better, basically. He, I don't think I don't think he's ever been under fifty wins in a season, except Man, the lockout season when they didn't have enough games. Right. Which is insane. <laughs> it's insane. I, I mean that, and that's the thing about Tim Duncan is like. like it's just consistency. He's always consistency. there. He's yeah. always there. Um, and then for KG, one of my all-time favorites in Minnesota. Oh my gosh, that guy, the dunk, was the original <laughs> do-it-all dude. Yeah, he, he yeah. defense, offense. I love this fadeaway jumper. Like emotions on his sleeve. The yeah. dunk that, that he um... had when he grabbed <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> From the bottom. When he reached, yes. And then when, when he, he reached, reached back. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, he had trash teams in Minnesota. <laughs> how did that guy even make the playoffs? How even, yeah. How did he even go to the playoffs? Western Conference like, honestly, Finals? I mean, a lot of the, like, he didn't have much around him. And he was like 25, 15, five assists. Two blocks, one and a half steals. He was the OG, uh, like fantasy monster. Yeah. Like I remember back then, it's like, oh my gosh, you got to get KG, man. You got to get KG shooting and shooting like fifty percent, and you know, fifty percent from the field, like eighty percent from the line. Like he was just, he was a beast. This, I, big ticket. The big ticket. He was number one. That that year when he went to the Western Conference Finals, he was the number one seed in a in an era where there were the Spurs, the Lakers, yeah. Shaq and Kobe, yeah. the Chris Webber like Kings, Dirk yeah. and Steve Nash Mavs. Yeah, and he had what? What did he have? Latrell <laughs> Sprewell. He had, like he he had, had Wally Zerbiak. And Wally Zerbiak, like, like. Are you serious? Like, what? What? What was that? Or who? Who was even on that team? Sam Cassell. Uh, yeah, Sam Cassell, Fred Hoiberg, <laughs> uh, Trenton Hassel. 
I mean, Michael oh Olawa Candy, Troy Hudson. Oh, Troy Hudson. He played well, but I mean, they're nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's it. That was the squad. Yeah. That was the squad. That was the squad. That was the squad. And somehow they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It would have been a travesty had he never won a ch- if he never won a championship. But you know, he deserves like he was the best player on the Boston team. Mm-hmm. He also had a I mean, he's a little bit on the underconfident side, right? As, in terms of taking over, right. but on the on the confidence spectrum. But he I mean, like he was the defensive anchor for that Boston team and defense was the calling card for that team. And he was still clutch. He knew when he needed to take the shots. He's he's one of those guys that kind of learned it. Like, I don't think he was very clutch early in his career, but he learned how to step up. And there was a time where I thought he was the greatest power forward of all time. One of the most legendary Um, trash talkers ever. Yeah. One of the most legendary. He said, she say weird stuff, though. <laughs> like, he would just get off. I remember one time when he made the war metaphor and people got all like, you know, they got all they got all heard about it. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you shouldn't compare it. And like, I, you know, I generally agree, but he's just like saying stuff. He's just saying <laughs> stuff. Know, like, he's just saying stuff. He's, just saying he's stuff. like, you know, just go out there. You got to battle with your teammates, grenades, missile launchers, like <laughs> machine guns. He all of a sudden just started saying random stuff. And you're just like. In his brain, he's like, how do I escalate this further and further and further? <laughs> And you're just like, okay, what? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know, but I, I get it, kind of, you know. And people were like, oh, he took it too far. It's like he's just, he's just saying stuff, man. It's like, it's like, uh, what is that? It's like, uh, what do you call that? Like stream of consciousness, yeah. you know, interviews. Like he just, he just kind of says words that remotely connect to one another, and then that's how his thoughts come out. But I don't know if it was Joachim Noah or if it was Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch that said it, but he was basically like, when KG trash talks you, he doesn't look look at you. He just looks like around you, you know? He's like never looking you in the eye. He's, you don't know if he's talking to you, but he's just like, just talking. He just talks like a, you know, like a schizophrenic person, just yeah. like he's crazy, just yeah. talking to whomever. <laughs> to anyone that wants to absorb the trash talk, he's just going. <laughs> like, that's just legendary stuff. I mean... I mean, Kobe, you know, like top 10 all-time easy, maybe top five. Same with Tim Duncan, maybe top five, top 10 all-time. KG, top 20 all-time players. These are like legendary all-time players that are going into the yeah. Hall of Fame. All well-deserved. Amazing class. Amazing class. Uh, I felt bad for Tamika Ketchings, who was in the like the fourth slot of like – Kobe, Duncan, KG, and Tamika Catchings all going into the Hall of Fame. It's like, oh, that's great. Oh, is that is that one of those things where you'd prefer to go the following year? I think so. <laughs> where it's gonna, or previous you know, not year. gonna be so, or the previous. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know, first ballot, right? It's like you you usually want to go as fast as you can. Yeah. But is it one of those things where you're like, ah, it's, I'll, I'll go next year. Yeah. <laughs> like it's cool. I'll sit this one out. Let them have their moment. Who do you think is going to give Kobe's – what's going to happen? Give his induction or give his, his speech. speech or – you know what I mean? Like I think Vanessa will give his speech, and I think Shaq mm-hmm. will induct him. Mm. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Oh, the darkest timeline, guys. It's- this year has just been 
been a year. It's, it's, it's been, been quite year. the year, and we're not even there yet. <laughs> we're like, it's freaking, it's April. Yes. <laughs> it's the, not even the middle of April. <laughs> we still, oh. still got more to go. More grocery runs with your mask on. Oh, hope you all had a good Easter. <laughs> we need that hope. We need that hope. We need that hope. Thank you, Jesus. We need that hope. All right, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The People's Spot. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. I think if there's enough to talk about, maybe. This is SBR with Lumen Joe. Peace. Peace. I mean, the people got to let us know. They got to tell us. <laughs> they got to bring us the stories at this point. We don't even know. And we're trying, guys. It's hard for everybody, you know, because I feel like the inspiration just is not there when there's no sports to cover. It, it's hard. It's hard to have a sports podcast when no sports are happening. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, it's like, man, even today I was like, should we do it? Yeah. But but last week, oh my my heart was just not in it at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, should we do uh, it? Understandable. Like I gave and you the rundown, like, and you're like, I don't even. What is this? <laughs> I mean, I was busy, obviously, with church stuff yeah. too. Like we were doing a lot of stuff. But I'm just like, do I even want to do? Like I had enough time though. But it was like, I don't know. I don't know if I even want to do this. You know, like, uh. Yeah, it's because I mean. Initially, when our podcast was going on, it's be- we started the podcast. It's because we wanted to correct a lot of people on, right. you know, how things are going, and we used the news stories as like to propel like the narrative that we actually thought was going on. Right. But there's nothing to correct. <laughs> there's, there's no. There's no there's narrative. Not even a narrative. There's no narrative. It's like, <laughs> like there's no real events. Like, there's no narrative, you know, like the narrative that's being crafted yeah. by the media. But there's not even a thing happening. Like, we could go on for maybe 15 minutes about, and that's James Harden. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's always fun. But it's not fun when there's not new ones, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't do anything new. Like, well, we're yeah, waiting for just... the playoffs for him to choke and then say yeah. it. Uh Maybe maybe we should do some uh, I don't know. Should we do an alternate timeline where there's no COVID? <laughs> should we what just follow have, what, the alternate timeline? What would have happened? Yeah, the non-darkest timeline. The Lakers winning the championship, LeBron timeline Kawhi. 2 and just follow it every week and just report it like it's news. <laughs> like, <laughs> like look at what the schedule was supposed to be and be like, "Hey, Oh, the Lakers narrowly lost to the Clippers in the fourth matchup. <laughs> Does this matter, Cliff? Does this matter going into the playoffs? Or are you are you fine with just, it? Are you cool with just it? Just make up a, a definitely totally maybe make segment. Up. Make up the backstory. Make up the box scores. 
Wow. Kawhi had said prior to the game, he's usually very quiet, but he said, LeBron's got nothing on me. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I couldn't believe he said that. Yeah, Kawhi actually talked about it, and he backed it up. 33 points, six rebounds, <laughs> two assists, three steals. Seven steals? Seven steals? That one where he just pried it out of Kuzma's hands, that was wow. It was pretty crazy. That was amazing. That was amazing. But AD had a good game. You know, it wasn't that many points, but he got a lot of rebounds, like 13 rebounds, five blocks. Yeah, 22, 13, five blocks. Three steals. He was doing everything around the board. but like All around. But, you know, like our best option is to give it to AD at the block. But LeBron keeps taking it like like he's his himself. And why isn't Kuzma playing? Why isn't why why doesn't Kuzma play more minutes? We've been talking about this. We've been talking about this all now. season, and we've been talking oh about it gosh. all April, all end of March. Like we still been saying it. Like Kuzma had that huge thirty-five point game. Like it just just two games just ago. Two, two games, games ago, he dropped thirty-five points, zero assists. But hey, Kuzma's not there to pass the no. ball. He had eleven rebounds. Just give him the minutes. Thirty-one minutes. That's what he can do with thirty-one minutes. But you got him down here at the twenty-three to twenty-five minute mark. It's just not gonna work. <laughs> he needs minutes, guys. Dude, his per thirty-six was crazy. His on the out average, they're only playing him like seventeen, eighteen minutes a game. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. They keep playing KCP. He's come down to earth now. His numbers have fallen off a cliff as we expected. I mean, he's still contributing a little. It's hard not to give him credit. Like, he still hit that clutch three the other day. One clutch three. Yeah, one clutch three. I mean, he's still shooting like 35% in the last like 10 games. But, you know, he's LeBron's boy. What are you going to (laughs) do? But at the end of the day, I'm still all day. Lakers winning the championship. <laughs> 16-0 through the playoffs. They're looking good. I know we had this little setback with the Clippers, but Paul George had another. He had a tweak of his thigh, and, um, you know, those injuries can be tricky. And so, all day. I think, for me, it's tough. I might use maybe here. <laughs> it's not even the right. The games don't even match. <laughs> That's the thing you have a problem with. <laughs> I, I think to timeline. Be, yeah. That's timeline one. Every week we just do a different timeline. We just mm. timeline one, timeline two. That's a good deep. You know, yeah. The- <laughs> Stay tuned for the deep cut. Listen all the way through the episode. We'll give you alternate timeline. That was the timeline one. The dice rolled one. The Lakers lost to the Clippers. Yeah. Next week, the real pod will be about uh, five minutes, and the deep cut will be like 45 <laughs> minutes. Because <laughs> the darkest, there's not much to report in the darkest timeline. But in timeline two, it's Dude, going We should try that. Crazy. That would be so Golden funny. Golden State's on a 20 game win streak because Clay came back and Steph came back. Oh, my God. To make that the would be so funny. That would be hilarious. If we did intro five minutes, outro, and then they're like, why is there 30 minutes still left on the podcast? It doesn't make any sense. That's what we're going to do. That's what we figured it out. That's what SBR is now. It's your escape.